The following program is a presentation of the Total Sex Radio Network. For questions, comments, or suggestions regarding this or any other TSR program, look for the email address at the bottom at tinyurl.com slash toad. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the podcast that nobody listens to. That's right, this is Joe Hafner's Daily Digital Download, D3 for short, and it is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Come up in just a little bit, and I'll have today's soapbox, the almanac for the day, along with a look at the nationwide weather forecast for the States United, plus all the news that could be but isn't, today in history, celebrity birthdays, the top five list, and of course, an eclectic mix of music for your listening pleasure. Today is also National Stress Awareness Day. I'm not stressed. I just got a lot of things I gotta do in so little time. It's National Garlic Day. Boy, did I know that one. Woo! woo. Garlic! National Amaretto Day. I'll drink to that. And it's National Hanging Out Day. Hey, you wanna hang out later after the program or something? I'll be available. Anyway, we'll have the program here in just a few moments, friends. So please, whatever you do, don't hit that delete button just yet, all right? Time for a new segment on the program called Joe's Soapbox. This is where I vent about current events, political matters, and whatever else happens to be on my mind for the day. And starting off with, of course, the big item in the news, the big herring in the room, the elephant in the room, as it were, is in regards to Fox News. And those of you that know me know that I have never been a fan of Fox News, uh, and most likely never will be especially after the 2020 presidential election. Uh, they were supposed to go to court uh, yesterday, or today, rather, and uh, they made the headlines, of course, once again. Fox News uh, reached a settlement of $787.5 million with Dominion Voting Systems over its coverage of false voting rigging claims in the 2020 U.S. election made headlines yesterday, except on the cable news channel itself, whose mention of it was somewhat muted. Yeah, somewhat muted to say the least. And, uh, man, it just cracks me up because uh, host Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, who have had their hands in the cookie jar for a long time, have been expected to testify in the Dominion trial, uh, did not reference the settlement, the largest struck by an American media company, by the way, during their primetime broadcast last night. What a surprise. Probably a little office memo saying, we do not discuss this on the air at all, all right? Well, Dominion had alleged that statements made on Carlson's show after the 2020 election were defamatory and that messages between Carlson and his team were proof that he and his team knew claims that Denver-based Dominion's ballot counting machines were used to manipulate the election in favor of 
Democrat Joe Biden were false. Well, Fox News is owned by Fox Corp and is claiming to be the most watched U.S. cable network <laughs> in America, which uh, I say poppycock. But uh, anyway, there you have it. Um, to give you an idea of the reaction, this this cracked me up. I saw this uh, soundbite on CNN uh, on YouTube from CNN uh, from Jake Tapper, who was talking about the uh, lawsuit settlement, and he did this on the air. Uh, this is no editing, all right. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our dis- sorry. Even he couldn't read that with a straight face, and who I mean who could? But in regards to the lawsuit, I was looking forward to Fox News going through the ringer and saying publicly that they knowingly and willfully lied to him and to the world, and they are basically getting away with this crime even though they're paying an enormous amount of money for their defamation, in which they should be. But maybe this will be the beginning of the end of Fox News. It won't happen right away, but this will definitely put a big dent in their uh, profit margin, to say the least. Um, part of this uh, strikes on a personal note, um, because I was... Involved in a, it wasn't really a lie, but it definitely was not the truth either. Uh, it was a different, different scale, different scope. There was no lawsuit, but to knowingly, willfully submit a story that hasn't been thoroughly researched, um, let's call the Cotton Fitzgibbon. Let's try that again. The Cotton Fitzsimmons incident, that's what I call it. Uh, Back in 2004, Cotton Fitzsimmons was dying of cancer. He was the owner of the uh, Phoenix Suns, coach for the Phoenix Suns back in the the 90s. Anyway, he was dying of cancer about 15, 20 years ago. And I'll never forget the night. It was in late July of 2004. And... uh, uh, Boss calls the newsroom. Buddy of mine takes the answer, takes the call, and was told that Cotton Fitzsimmons had died earlier that day. And he was given all this background information and things that we need to know right for the story to get a preliminary story going and um, things to look for. Well, my buddy and I, we spent a couple of hours researching and writing the story, and he got a good, good story written. And uh, I left the station about twelve thirty, one o'clock the next morning because I'd worked basically a 16-hour shift that day plus a couple extra hours, so 18 hours. So I was a little tired. And um, anyway, the next day I came into the studio. It's real quiet, kind of somber. And I pull up the news items and see what's going on with the big stories. I kept looking for the Cotton Fitzsimmons story. No update, no obituary, no nothing. Even the story that was written the night before, gone from the system. Completely erased. Well, I asked around, and a friend of mine said, well, 
turns out Dave was three sheets to the wind last night. I said, yeah, I know. I, I heard him. I mean, it was obvious because it was Wednesday night, and Wednesday was golf day out at the uh, country club, and uh, he typically went out there on Wednesdays uh, to uh, have a good time. Well, it turns out that he and his buddies got so drunk that they were convinced that Cotton Fitzsimmons had already bitten the dust, and rumors started spreading around, and he told us without verifying the facts. Never mind if I had done something like that. I would have been fired if I were lucky. But the real funny thing is that we were such a trusted news source that the local newspaper picked up our story, wrote their own version of what happened, put it on the front page, didn't bother to verify it. Nobody thought to check the internet to see if uh, the story had broken on major news sources like CNN, Fox at the time, MSNBC, or none of the major networks. Thought it didn't even occur to me because I just took my boss's word for it because he was an authority. No mention of that. So I understand what it's like to lie to the public, and I felt really duped. I felt really stupid because... Uh, no apology, as far as I know, was ever made. So I kind of relate to that. And that's part of the reason why this gets into my crawl. And also, Fox News has been notorious for uh, promoting right-wing uh, politics, whether it's right or wrong. And they've been doing this for decades. And I just don't buy into their spiel. Um, and yet, they're, their followers are the ones that are saying, well, you can't trust the news media. Well, you're trusting these bastards. <laughs> what do you call them? I mean, I don't exactly call them journalists. This is, they certainly don't have much integrity. And uh, this has been a source of contention between uh, some of my family and some of my friends over the years. As a matter of fact, I remember when I was first introduced to Fox News was from a former roommate and a good buddy of mine from college. But I could, looking back now, I kind of see the gleam in his eye, and I didn't think much of it at the time that he was uh, taken by Fox News and their approach. And I remember watching some of the segments like, okay, well, it's a different approach, but I'm not all that impressed. And, uh, you know, back then Fox News was pretty harmless. But it seems like after 9-11, they just lost their damn minds and <laughs> it's gone crazy ever since then. They just went with the flow. Because Rupert Murdoch knows what he's doing. He's exploiting uh, human ignorance and he's, gaining a hell of a lot of money out of the process and I don't fault him for that but I just so that's where I uh, stand with regard to Fox News and, and I was hoping they would pay through the ringer at least publicly admit that they deceived the public well it, the day before this uh, uh, settlement case the, the, on the eve of the defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems, uh, Fox News went to the New York Times to say how good they are and how popular they are and how much they're trusted. On Monday, the network paid for a full-page. Let's try that again. On Monday, the network paid for a full-page ad in the New York Times, declaring itself the most trusted TV network in news, citing stats based on a recent YouGov poll. HuffPost reached out to YouGov for a full copy of the poll data, but in the meantime, it's worth noting that evidence shows many of the network's hosts and executives promoted false theories 
about supposed election fraud that they themselves did not believe, so perhaps all of that viewer trust is necessarily warranted. As a matter of fact, they were, Fox News said uh, in this poll that 41% of Americans trust them, followed by ABC News, CNN, CBS, NBC, and following, and in the last place, MSNBC at 18%. Uh, yeah. And so, again, it's all a matter of perspective, but uh, there we go. So that's what was on my mind, and uh, again, it cracks me up that uh, uh, Jake Tapper, I don't know if I play this cut yet or not, made this uh, statement yesterday uh, regards to uh, Fox News uh, talking about uh, Dominion voting and the Fox News agreement. Anyway, Jake Tapper couldn't say it was a straight face. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our dis- Sorry. Well, on to other matters uh, at hand. Uh, out of the state of Florida, watching this uh, nonsense with uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis, who's continuing to seek revenge on Disney. And, uh, you know, of course, a few months ago, he... Uh, came down hard on uh, Disney in regards to the way they run things, and he was jealous of their uh, political clout and was trying to get rid of them. Well, now he's uh, proposing, uh, if he can't uh, uh, squeeze them out from inside, maybe if he can squeeze outside, buy some other questionable properties and put nearby to compete or possibly destroy them. Here's what he said in a news conference yesterday. People have said, you know, maybe maybe have a, another, uh, maybe create a state park, maybe try to do more amusement uh, parks. Uh, someone even said, like, maybe you need another state prison. Who knows? He's, of course, talking about buying land around uh, Disneyland and uh, Disney World and trying to uh, basically squeeze out Disneyland. Yeah, you want to put a, a, a state or federal prison near an amusement park with kids. Yeah, I don't think that's going to go over well. Plus, the local zoning board will never agree to that, <laughs> especially after all these years. Well, at the same time, uh, one of DeSantis's, uh, uh competitors in the race for uh, governor of the state of Florida is uh, Representative Greg Stubbe, who yesterday uh, made this endorsement of a former popular president. Yeah, and Rob, I want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about this on your show. And I'm happy and honored to endorse Donald J. Trump uh, for president in 2024. And that was no uh, an alteration of audio. That's the, that was the actual audio, Donald J. Trump. I think, I think that's a better name for it. Anyway, friends, that's uh, my soapbox for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. I will run down to the almanac here in just a moment as I catch my breath, and we get ready for a hump day. That's right, a Wednesday edition of this program.
time now for today's almanac. And with that trumpet fanfare, that means this is my cue. And starting off on the 19th day of April, 1948, American Broadcasting Company debuted. That's right, today is the 75th anniversary of the founding of ABC News. Elsewhere today in history, in 1775, the Battle of Lexington and Concord took place in Massachusetts, which marked the start of the American Revolution as the British fired the shot heard around the world. And another shot heard around the world 30 years ago today, after a 51-day standoff between the Branch Davidians and law enforcement groups, the compound of the religious cult burned to the ground at Waco, Texas, with 86 of its members inside after federal agents began battering the compound with armored vehicles. Nine people escaped, but the 86 who perished included 17 children, along with the cult's leader, David Koresh. Again, that was April 19, 1993. Another date I remember quite well, April 19, 1989, marked the explosion on the USS Iowa. Today is the anniversary of that horrific event. They're one of the worst naval disasters during, since the war with Vietnam. A freak explosion rocked the battleship USS Iowa, killing 47 sailors. The explosion occurred in the number two gun turret as the Iowa was participating in gunnery exercises about 300 miles northeast of Puerto Rico. Today is the birth anniversary of Lucretia Rudolph Garfield, born in the state in 1832, wife of James Abram Garfield, 20th President of the United States, born in Hiram, Ohio, died in Pasadena, California, March 14, 1918. Today is John Parker Day. Remembering John Parker's order at Lexington Green, Massachusetts on April 19, 1775, stand your ground, don't fire unless fired upon. But if they mean to have a war, let it begin here. Parker, Revolutionary War soldier, captain of Minutemen, was born in Lexington, Massachusetts, July 13, 1729, and sadly he would die later in 1775, on the 17th day of September to be exact. As I told you at the start of the program, today is National Hanging Out Day. It was created to demonstrate how it's possible to save money and energy by using a clothesline. Mother Nature's Dryer, as it were. April 19th held annually. Gee, and I always thought it was because I was like, maybe want to hang out after the program or something, but I don't know, dude. Well, today is also National Stress Awareness Day. Focus public awareness on one of the leading health problems in the world today. Health-related organizations throughout the country are encouraged to sponsor stress education programs and events annually the first day after income taxes are due. Seems like an appropriate thing to do after uh, yesterday, huh? Today is the birth anniversary of Elliot Ness, born in the state in 1903. The legendary Prohibition-era lawman was born in Chicago, he gained lasting fame as the leader of the Untouchables. Young, dedicated federal agents, handpicked by Ness himself, who could not be bribed by, mod by the mobsters they were targeting. Ness especially went after Chicago gangster Al Capone's bootlegging business, which was finally brought down in 1931. After a few stints with other federal agencies and municipal agencies, Ness died May 7, 1957, 
at Countersport, uh, Pennsylvania, just before the publication of his memoirs, The Untouchables, which went on to inspire a TV series and a movie starring Kevin Costner. On the state in 1782, the Netherlands and the United States began formal diplomatic relations. Today is the anniversary of that event, anniversary of the establishment of America's oldest continuously peaceful dip diplomatic relations. And surprisingly, Donald J. Trump didn't screw it up. On this date, the states, uh, rather the states general of the Netherlands, the United Provinces, admitted John Adams, later to become the second president of the United States, and uh, Minister Plenipotentiary of uh, the American Young of the Young American Republic. This was the second diplomatic recognition of the United States as an independent nation. Within six months, Adams had succeeded in bringing about the signing of the first treaty of amity and commerce between the two countries. That occurred on October 8th, 1782. And today is another sad anniversary, as today marks the anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. It occurred on the state in 1995. A truck bomb exploded outside the Alfred Murrow Federal Building in Oklahoma City shortly after 9 o'clock that morning, killing 168 people. 19 of them children at a daycare center. The blast ripped off the north face of the nine-story building, leaving a 20-foot wide crater and debris two stories high. Later learned that uh, Timothy McVeigh, a decorated Gulf War Army vet, is alleged to have been angered by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, or the ATF, uh, attack on the Branch Davidian compound a couple of years ago in Waco, Texas, and he was convicted of the bombing and was executed June 11, 2001. ETF had offices in the federal building. Terry L. Nichols, the Army buddy of McVeigh's, was uh, convicted of murder and conspiracy charges and was sentenced to life in prison. And that, my friends, is a look at the Almanac for this Wednesday. Come up in a little bit. I'll have Today in History in a little while, along with uh, uh, celebrity birthdays, as well as the top five list. A little bit before then, we'll have a look at all the news that could be but isn't in just a moment. In the meantime, uh, getting ready for a look at the nationwide weather forecast for these states united. Switching over to the musical calendar for today, and another active day in musical history as usual. Uh, starting off with, in 1924, the country music program National Barn Dance began on WLS Chicago, later to be renamed the National Barn Dance. The Grand Ole Opry on WSM in Nashville didn't begin until 1925. 1945, Rodgers and Hammerstein's musical Carousel opens on Broadway. 1956, Clyde McFadder of the Drifters is released from the U.S. Armed Forces. And in 1967, the Beatles sign a contract to stay together for another decade. However, they would split up just less than three years later, almost to the day. And in terms of music they're going to play, first song up is Something Stupid. That's the name of the song, in case you've never heard it before. Something Stupid by Frank and Nancy Sinatra. That is certified gold of the state, 1967. We'll hear that in just a little bit. And then uh, jump to 1972. The first time I ever saw your face by Roberta Flack goes gold on the state in 72. So there we are, my friends. Welcome to the program. This is Joe Hefter's Daily Digital Download. And then a couple more tunes I'll put in from 1973. 
Speaking of the Beatles, their albums, the Beatles, 1962 to 1966, and the Beatles, 1967 to 1970, are both released. And I'll play a couple of cuts off of those as well, including my favorite Beatles song. You're going to hear it on the program today and find out what it is, in case you had known, don't know already. Well, enough of my babbling. Let's get on to the music. It's time to start off with something stupid. Do that every day, don't we? This is Frank and Nancy Sinatra, father and daughter team, on Joe Hafter's Daily Digital Download, D3 for short. Remember, this is the podcast that nobody listens to. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. And if we go someplace to dance, I know that there's a chance you won't be leaving with me. Then afterwards we drop into a quiet little place and have a drink or two. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love I can see it in your eyes that you despise the same old lies you heard the night before. And though it's just a line to you, for me it's true and never seemed so right before. I practice every day to find some clever lines to say to make the meaning come true. Then I think I'll wait until the evening gets late and I'm alone with you. The time is right, your perfume fills my head, the stars get red and oh, the night's so blue. And then I go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like I love Time is right, your perfume fills my head The stars get red and oh, the night's so blue And then I go and spoil it all By saying something stupid like I love comedy, though. We still have great comedy out there. There's always rambling Joe Biden. What the fuck? <laughs> Joe says shit that even people with Tourette's go, no. <laughs> no. What is going on? Joe is like your uncle who's got a new drug and hasn't got the dosage right. <laughs> I'm proud to work with Barack America. He's not a superhero, you idiot. Come here. When FDR was on television, there was no TV back then. Come here, Joe. <laughs> Sit down.
work, I'll give them that, but 
Grogu is too young to operate heavy machinery. Maybe when he's older... No. What do you mean, no? No. Mm-mm. Stop! Grogu, no. Get the paper, those. No, this is not a good idea. Come on. Hey. No. Hey. Grogu, no. Give it, no. Grogu, give it back. This isn't working for me. Yes. Yes, what? Yes. 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 up the rice in the church where a wedding has been lives in a dream waits at the window wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door who is it for all the lonely people where do they all come from all the lonely people where do they all belong Father Mackenzie, writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near, look at him working, darning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care, all the lonely people? Where do they all come from? All the lonely people, where do they all belong? church and was buried along with her name nobody came father mackenzie wiping the dirt from his hands as he walks from the grave no one was saved all the lonely people where do they all come from all the lonely people When I'm speaking, you zip it. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem, mister. Transpin now! Standing in the dockets of Hamilton Trying to get to Holland or France The man in the match says you've got to go back You know they didn't even give us a chance Christ, you know it
Finishing up a double play of the Beatles. That's right, a double spin and the ballad of John and Yoko, which happens to be my favorite Beatles song of all time. Before then, it was Eleanor Rigby, and we heard Roberta Flack with The uh, First Time I Ever Saw Your Face. Started off with the father-daughter team of Frank and Nancy Sinatra and Something Stupid. More great tunes coming up on the program, including the likes of Billy Ocean, Guns N' Roses, Travis Tritt, and NSYNC. I defy your local radio station to make such a claim. <laughs> anyway, that's all coming up and a whole lot more on the program. Right now, though, it's time to get ready for the weather forecast. We'll do that in just a few seconds. In the meantime, around this time in 1894, that's right, back in 1894, Thomas Edison's kinetoscope, the peep show device, went on public display in New York City. The device was a forerunner of the modern motion picture. It displayed 13 seconds of images of Annie Oakley and, Billy, and uh, Buffalo Bill. Then part two came out featuring Annie Oakley, Buffalo Bill, and a stepmom. Kiki! The Weather Report. Take a deep breath, friends. It's a long winter weather forecast. That's right. It's time for a look at the nationwide weather forecast for these states united. And for this Wednesday, there is a slight risk of severe thunderstorms over parts of the central and southern plains and middle Mississippi Valley for today and over the middle and lower Mississippi Valley and southern plains for tomorrow. Elsewhere, there is a marginal risk of excessive rainfall over parts of the central plains, upper and middle Mississippi Valley and upper Great Lakes for today plus a slight risk of excessive rainfall over parts of the middle and lower Mississippi Valley and the Southern Plains. And not to be left out, snow over the Cascades, northern Intermountain region, and northern and central Rockies for today and tomorrow. Moderate snow over parts of the northern Plains and upper middle, and excuse me, the upper Mississippi Valley for tomorrow. For this hump day, a front extending from the northern and central Plains to the Great Basin and the southwest will slowly move eastward to the lower Great Lakes, roughly southwestward to the southern plains by Friday morning. In addition, moisture will flow northward over the southern and central plains into the upper Midwest. As a result, for today, showers and severe thunderstorms are expected to develop over parts of Oklahoma to Iowa as the front moves over the plains. Therefore, the uh, through tomorrow morning, the Storm Prediction Center has issued a slight risk uh, severe thunderstorms over parts of the middle Mississippi Valley and the central and southern plains. The hazards associated with these thunderstorms are frequent lightning, severe thunderstorm wind gusts, and hail. And additionally, there is a greater risk of 2-inch or greater diameter size hail over parts of the central and southern high plains. Furthermore, snow will develop over parts of the northern high plains and expand into the northernmost parts of the northern plains, Later this afternoon, the snow will expand into the upper parts of the northernmost parts of the upper Mississippi Valley and upper Great Lakes region. Moreover, moderate to heavy rain is expected to accompany the thunderstorms over parts of Kansas, northward to Minnesota and Wisconsin. The Weather Prediction Center has issued a marginal risk of excessive rainfall over parts of the central high plains, upper and middle Mississippi Valley, and the upper Great Lakes through tomorrow morning. The associated heavy rain will create localized areas of flash flooding, affecting areas that experience rapid runoff with heavy rain. Moreover, showers and thunderstorms will move into the Great Lakes region overnight tonight. 
for tomorrow. Showers and severe thunderstorms will accompany the boundary as the front dips farther south into Texas. Therefore, the Storm Prediction Center has issued a slight risk of severe thunderstorms over parts of the middle and lower Mississippi Valley and southern plains from tomorrow into Friday morning. The hazards associated with these thunderstorms, again, are frequent lightning, severe thunderstorm wind gust, and hail, and hail possibly in uh, sizes of uh, 2 inches in diameter or bigger over the southern high plains. The thunderstorms are expected to produce heavy rain over parts of the northeastern portions of Texas, Arkansas, and southeastern Missouri. Therefore, the Weather Prediction Center has issued a slight risk of excessive rainfall over parts of the middle and lower Mississippi Valley, along with the southern plains from tomorrow into Friday morning. The associated heavy rain will create mainly localized areas of flash flooding with urban areas, roads, and small streams, the most vulnerable. In addition, tomorrow, moderate snow is expected to develop over parts of the northern plains and the upper Mississippi Valley. And finally, for today... Weak onshore flow and upper-level energy will create coastal rain and high-elevation snow in the Cascades over the Pacific Northwest and northern sections of California. The light snow will extend into the northern Intermountain region, northern Rockies, and parts of the central Rockies through to Friday. For tomorrow morning, the coastal rain and high-elevation snow will end over the Pacific Northwest. However, the coastal rain and higher-elevation snow will redevelop over the Pacific Northwest Late tomorrow afternoon, lasting into Friday morning. And that, my friends, is a quick gander at the nationwide weather forecast for the States United. We're going to take a little bit of a break before we get back into the tunes. And, uh, of course, uh, tomorrow marks the last episode of Star Trek Picard. That's right, episode number 10, season 3. Most likely will mark the end of the Next Generation era. Officially. <laughs> At least that's what they're saying right now. We've heard that story before. But nevertheless, uh, getting ready for it. I'm like a kid at uh, Christmas waiting for Santa to come because uh, I have mixed, mixed feelings about this. I want to see how the story ends, but at the same time, I just don't want to see my family go yet. But uh, that's the way it is, isn't it? Anyway, here's a preview of things to come. So hope you enjoy it, Trekkies. This is Joe Hefner's Daily Digital Download, D3 for short. Remember, this is the podcast that nobody listens to. The fleet has initiated an attack formation against Earth. Orbital weapon platforms have been destroyed, but Space Dock's defenses appear to be repelling the assault. For now, planetary shields won't hold against that fleet. Where the hell is the cavalry? Emergency hails from both Federation and civilian ships have now gone silent. Apparently, we are the cavalry. The fleet is being controlled by the Collective. A hive mind with a single voice. The Borgar here. Mr. Data. Scanning, Captain. If space dock falls, there'll be nothing standing between an assimilated fleet and Earth. If Earth falls, everything falls. Every planet, every system. Long-range sensors are picking up a board vessel. Jupiter, sir. Laying the course. Maximum war. Aye, Captain. Engage.
Welcome back into the tunes now on this edition of Joe Hafner's Daily Digital Download, D3 for short, on the podcast that nobody listens to. Jumping back to 1974, Love Will Keep Us Together by Captain Antoniel, enters the U.S. Top 40 charts. We'll hear that tune in just a little bit. But before then, we'll hear from Sir Elton John, who on the state in 1975 was enjoying successes off his new album. Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy. Incidentally, just a day before the release of that album, Elton John fires Nigel Olson and Dee Murray. He rehires them two years later. So I'm going to play a cut off of that album. Someone saved my life tonight. And then we'll follow it up with the Captain Antonio and Love Will Keep Us Together on the podcast that nobody listens to. This is it, Joe Hafter's Daily Digital Download.
Brothers and sisters and I had this babysitter named Veronica when we were kids, and I was in love with her. I was in love with Veronica. She would babysit us on Saturday nights. And in my head, when I was a little kid, I thought that Veronica was like 25, 30 years old. I was just talking to my mom the other week. I found out that when I was 10, Veronica was 13. So why was she in charge? All she could do was dial the telephone a little better than I could. 
13 when I'm 10, that's just like hiring a slightly bigger child. That would be like if you're going out of town for the week and you paid a horse to watch your dog. Like, all right, here is the number where we'll be, and here's where we keep the dog food, and you're a horse. We're stuck in the mid-1970s for just a moment with the Captain and Tennille, and love will keep us together. Wrap it up that set of tunes for us on this beautiful Wednesday. Still to come, we'll have Today in History in a little bit. 
celebrity birthdays, the top five list, and the music will continue right after some news, which we'll do right now. The News Report. And on a personal note, I picked the wrong time to drink lemonade. Lemonade and broadcasting just don't go well together. Anyway, so if I sound like I'm spitting a lot, that's why. Welcome to all the news that could be but isn't for this hump day. And as I told you at the beginning of the broadcast, Fox News, that's uh, F-A-U-X, by the way, Fox News, settled its defamation lawsuit with Dominion Voting Systems yesterday for $787.5 million. Meanwhile, Hollywood writers, the WGA, Writers Guild of America, have authorized a strike if no agreement can be reached with the studios by May 1st. The Carol Burnett 90th Birthday Spectacular will air on NBC a week from tonight at 8 p.m. A nearly two-mile tunnel through a mountain in Norway, made exclusively for cyclists and pedestrians, has opened up. The 1.8-mile uh, tunnel is the longest recreational tunnel of its kind in the world. Meanwhile, New York City has been ranked as the world's wealthiest city with 340,000 residents that are millionaires. Ironic that Donald Trump moved out of there before that declaration was made. Well, I'm rich, I'm rich. The very first Apple store in India has opened. You would have thought they would have had one before now. We're back traveling again. Apparently, Delta Airlines has reported record-breaking bookings from uh, summer travel this year. Have they counted their uh, eggs before they hatched? Sorry, Sydney, but Melbourne is now Australia's official biggest city. And something new at this year's Boston Marathon on Monday, a new category. There's now male, female, and non-binary category. Boy, the right wing is going to love that like a lot of them, get off their lazy asses and run. Hey, I'm not disparaging names. Look at this pot belly. You think this belly's going to run? I don't think so. Another Amazon Prime Day is right around the corner. No date yet, but it's usually in mid-July, sometime around Amazon's birthday, which happens to be July 5th. Harry Styles and Will Ferrell will be James Corden's final guest on his slash show a week from tomorrow night. The show is also being moved to prime time that night on CBS. Volkswagen unveiled an electric luxury sedan at an auto show in China that promises a 435-mile battery range. Is that on one charge? The war continues in Florida, as I told you. Governor Ron DeSantis threatened to build a new prison next to next door to Disney World. Well, shortly afterwards, Disney World announced a special Pride Night at the park in June. In New York, a woman has been arrested after she wanted a day off from her job at Buffalo Wild Wings, so she tried to anonymously send threats that someone was going to go and shoot up the place. Well, the messages were traced back to her phone. Next time, get a burner phone, okay? The big names committed for the upcoming coronation concert in honor of King Charles. Coronation includes uh, Katy Perry, Lionel Richie, Take That, and Andrea Baselli. Country singer Granger Smith has announced that he's leaving the music industry to focus on the ministry. Celine Dion has a new album coming out May 12th, which will include Love Again, the title song for a new movie starring Priyanka Chopra Jonas and Sammy Hugan. 
And my apologies if I mispronounce those names. I have no idea who they are, as you can probably tell. Elsewhere in the news, there's a new software out there called PimEyes that isn't cheap, but if you're willing to pay it, it uses facial recognition to find every picture of you out on the internet for $96 a month for the regular version, $360 a month for the deluxe version. I prefer to be surprised. Arby's has brought back their limited edition Dungeons & Dragons dice on their swag shop Monday, and they sold out in just a few hours. They're $12 and can go on sale again this Friday while they last at arbyshop.com. Follow them on Instagram to get the latest updates. Spotify reportedly has had this game, inspired by Wordle, called Hurdle, where you're supposed to guess the song by quick clips. Apparently they're shutting it down. Jamie Foxx is still recovering from a medical condition and still no details. Kathy Griffin says she's been diagnosed with an extreme case of complex post-traumatic stress disorder between the bloody Trump mask incident six years ago, along with being diagnosed with lung cancer two years ago. She's gone through a rough stretch. Love her or hate her, she's gone through a rough stretch. Well, how about that? Bill Hader is back together with Ali Wong just five months after they went their separate ways. Apparently, they didn't get too far apart. Rachel Wise says she has absolutely no plans to ever act with her husband, Daniel Craig. Uh, mark my words, they'll, they'll have something. Give it a few years. The Rookies has been renewed at ABC for the sixth season. Wow, it's been running that long. I had no idea. Well, finally in the news today, in the United Arab Emirates, single-digit license plate numbers are considered a status symbol. That and the idea that seven is a lucky number, which resulted in a UAB let's try that again, which resulted in a UAB license plate with just the number seven on it going for $15 million at an auction this week. the news of the world. We're happy you. We thank you and good night. <laughs> and that, my friends, is all the news. But uh, have one more item to pass along, Tom. According to a new study, that's right, according to a new study, they determined that this is probably dirtier than your toilet. You know what it is? What's dirtier than your toilet? Your makeup brush. Well, honey, I clean mine after every use. I swear I do. Who are you saying going around with a dirty makeup brush spreading rumors like that? Going to get somebody in trouble. Man can't have a dirty makeup brush. All right, enough of that joke. I'll have today in history in just a moment. In the meantime, I'm a Trekkie, and God love me. <laughs> and another series coming out, uh, rather another season coming out of my one of my favorite new series is uh, Strange New Worlds, and uh, Season 2 is coming out on June 15th on Paramount+, Plus, just like the last episode of Star Trek Picard coming up in uh, less than a day from now on Paramount+. Plus. Anyway, uh, now we're going to get a preview of uh, Season 2, and uh, looking forward to this. I love this series, especially a longtime fan of Captain Pike. Anyway, here's a promo of uh, Star Trek Season 2, Strange New Worlds.
in the mystery and vastness of space, we come together. So many crew members from so many planets, everyone on their own journey. Ready for some fancy flying, Erica? Oh, you know I've got this. I'm thinking it's a sign that the freckles in our eyes are mirrors. Meet James Kirk. You have an energy. What? It's making me sweat. And... think of myself as always alone. Not on this ship. Through great wonders and great danger, the next great age of exploration starts with us. Are you going to say your thing? Everyone in the chair has their thing. I would like the ship to go. Now. Never seen a revolving door before. I'm from space. Oh, there's a young James Kirk there at the end. <laughs> Can't figure out how to use a revolving door. That's a new one. All right, looking forward to that. June fifteenth, of season two of uh, season two premiere of Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Let's get back into the music as we make our way toward today in history. And uh, let's see here. I have to add a song to the playlist, it looks like, because I'm going to be running a little short on music for what I want to do. So give me just a moment, and I want to pull up. Ah, yeah, I haven't heard this one in a while. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to throw this in here. Okay. Anyway, let's get back into the tunes. Uh, 1978, over 40 rock and roll performers, including Jackson Brown, the Doobie Brothers, Tom Petty, Carly Simon, and Bruce Springsteen, petitioned President Jimmy Carter to end America's commitment to nuclear power. That was on the state in 1978. In 1979, the village people appear on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. And in 1980, Brian Johnson joins ACDC, replacing the band's uh, late leader, lead singer, Bon Scott, who had died the previous February of alcohol poisoning. As far as music goes, on the state in 1980, Call Me by Blondie hits number one on the U.S. Top 40 charts and would stay there for six weeks. We'll hear that one in just a little bit. First things up, though, speaking of 1980, around that time, one of my favorite albums came out. As a matter of fact, in the summer of that year, and one of my favorite albums of all time, from Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, Against the Wind, came out uh, that year and uh, played this many, many times over the years. Cassettes, of course, and LPs, and most recently on MP3s, and not to be left out uh, CDs as well. Anyway, here's the title cut from Against the Wind. It's Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band on the podcast that nobody listens to. This is Joe Hafner's Daily Digital Download. And apparently that is a corrupt copy. So let's find something else here. <laughs> ah, that's why. That's why. 
Okay. Yeah, I thought I'd leave that bad copy. Well, all right. Well, let's try try looking at it in here. See, I'm doing this on the fly, as you can tell. Even though it's a recorded podcast, I'm still producing it as if there were uh, a live show. All right, let's go in. All right. Okay, this hopefully is a better version. Let's try this one. Yep, that's still the wrong one. All right. What is going on here? All right, let's... One more time. Third time is the charm. I know I have a good copy of this somewhere. All right, and this is hopefully it. All right. It's loading now, so that's a good sign. Okay. Here's Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, title track to Against the Wind, on the podcast that nobody listens to. That's right. This is the Daily Digital Download. Searching for shelter again and again. Again. 
When it comes to drinking and women, ladies, when you go out, make sure you take one guy with you. You need to take one guy, even if he's, oh my God, you need one. Because a group of you get together, there's always one girl who will elect herself the team captain, right? Try to rally the troops, get everybody together, you know. Okay, look, <laughs> check it out. This is a, shut up. <laughs> okay, look, this is what's going to happen. We're going to take my car, so leave your car. Ready, ready, let's go end of the night that same girl who's been the leader the captain she gets more hammered than everybody she's the biggest hypocrite walking out missing a shoe purse keys friends car look at some of your pointing that's you bitch end of the night she's stumbling out of the club <laughs> i gotta pee not anymore she's on the curb crying mascaras coming down her face i'm so wasted who the hell is gonna want me that's when I come out. What's up? It's a blast.
There's a classic from Blondie and Call Me, which began a six-week stand at the number one spot on the music charts. Started on the state in 1980. Hope you enjoyed it as, high, as much as I enjoyed playing it for you. Still to come, and before that, we heard from Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, of course, on the title track from the 1980 album Against the Wind. Now it's time for a little trip back in time, a little segment I like to call Today in History. And to do that, we gently wake up the time machine. Don't want to startle him because it is guarded by the Guardian of Forever, and, well, he needs his naps. He's many centuries old. So we say, greetings, Guardian of Forever. Behold. A gateway to your own past, if you wish. At first, I pushed the lever forward ever so slightly. And the laboratory grew faint around me. Yeah, just like that, we have successfully traveled back in time when our first stop is April 19th, 1770. That's right, it's April 19th, 1770. And it was on that date that Captain James Cook, that's right, Captain James Cook, saw Australia for the very first time. I mean, to me, what's the big deal? I mean, I think it's pretty hard to miss, don't you? You know, the first people he talked to were quick to ask, are you the guy that Champagne's named after? I mean, you know, we really want to know. Just off the coast, uh, it wasn't that difficult. Five years later, in 1775, the American Revolutionary War began with the battles of Lexington and Concord on the state. You know, I'm not a history expert, but I believe it was because Lexington and Concord didn't get along. Most people don't know this, but back then CNN was there, of course. Back then CNN stood for Colonial News Network. In 1782, the Netherlands officially recognized American independence. Up until then, we were worn in disguise. But when it came to financing the new country, they insisted that we go Dutch. 1897, the very first Boston Marathon was run. It was also the first marathon race in the United States. 1933, the United States abandoned the gold standard. Not sure which year we abandoned all the rest of our standards, but it was pretty recent, I'm sure. Or sort of what we've done politically in the last few years. 1934, Shirley Temple's first movie, Stand Up and Cheer, premiered in theaters. Her next one was, sit down and shut up, I'm trying to watch a movie here. Nineteen seventy seven, the US Supreme Court ruled that spanking school children is not cruel and unusual punishment. Spank you very much. 
But if you walk on a walk onto a school and start randomly spanking children, it'll probably get you arrested. And finally, state in 1985, a record-setting 22-inch bubble gum bu- bubble was blown. If only the guy hadn't done gone for 23 inches, he probably would have had all that gum out of his hair by now. Anyway, that concludes Today in History as we return to the present. Already in progress. Time has resumed its shape. All is as it was before. Many such journeys are possible. Let me be your gateway. Well, speaking of history, it's time to get back into music history. As we're in the early 1980s now, one more time in 1980, for the first time ever, the top five artists on the Billboard Country Charts were all women. In order, they were Crystal Gale, Dottie West, Debbie Boone, Amy Lou Harris, and Tammy Wynette. Of course, duetting with her ex-husband, George Jones. All in state in 1980. Impressive. Simon Garfunkel announced that, the, that if fans wanted the, them to, they would stay together. That announcement came on the state in 1982. Jumping ahead to 1986, one of my favorite years from uh, childhood. Be sad songs to make you cry by Billy Ocean and Tough Enough by the Fabulous Thunderbirds. Both enter the U.S. Top 40 charts. We'll hear those tunes respectively in just a moment. And then also follow that up with Prince and the Revolution, who also on the state in 1986 had the number one song on the U.S. Top 40 chart, which would stay there for two weeks. That tune is called Kiss. So I'll tell you, we'll start off with uh, uh, Prince, and then follow that with uh, Billy Ocean and the Fabulous T-Birds. On the podcast that nobody listens to, this is Joe Hefner's Daily Digital Download. Plug it on. Thank <laughs> you. 
Cheers. I've heard you talk about parents' rights to raise their kids how they want. In fact, I just double-checked. You voted no on making it illegal for kids to be married to adults at the age of 12 if their parents consented to it. You said, actually, that should be the law because it's the parents' right and the kids' right to decide what's best for them to be raped by an adult. Okay? Do you know any kids who have been With married marriage. at age 12? That know, was the law. You, know you voted kids? not to change it. Do you know any kids who have been married at age 12? I, I, I don't need to. I do. Uh, and guess what? They're still married. I think I shall now be sick.
No perceptors yet, but I'll let him know you're here. <laughs> Michael, is that you? Yeah, it's me, buddy. He can't hear you. Oh, okay. Tell him um, I'm fine and I'm looking forward to uh, working with him. Me too, bro. Sick bay ain't my style. I'm the Night Industries 2000, sure enough. Ready to ramble, ready to roll, ready to strut my stuff. <laughs> does, does he always talk like that? No, absolutely not. Does he always talk like that? No. He's just picked up a few colloquialisms during his reprogramming. I'm working on it. Speaking of working... Oh, yeah. Look, uh, let's get out of here and get a cup of coffee on. Strut.
It's the fabulous Thunderbirds, the T-Birds, and Tough Enough. That song, I can easily confuse them for ZZ Top. Take us back to 1986. Also heard from Billy Ocean before then, as well as Prince to start off that set. More like, whoa, 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 what happened there? <laughs> Open mouth, words fall out. Anyway, more great tunes coming up in just a moment on the podcast that nobody listens to. And uh, some of the artists coming up includes Travis Tritt, NSYNC, and Phil Collins in a little while. Right now, though, before we have the top five list, we have to know whose birthday it is today. That's right, it's time for Celebrity Birthdays. Damn it, Jim, what the hell is the matter with you? Other people have birthdays. Why are we treating yours like a funeral? Bones, I don't want to be lectured. Ooh, yeah. And you know the drill. If your birthday is today or you're celebrating your birthday today, happy birthday to share your birthday with these famous people. They include tennis star Maria Sharapova is 36 today. You know, she's been recognized as number one in the world five times, and she's also received rankings for playing tennis. Hayden Christensen, who played Anakin Skywalker, and then Darth Vader in Star Wars 3, The Revenge of the Sith, and Obi-Wan Kenobi turns uh, 42 today. You don't know the power of the birthday. I must celebrate. Kate Hudson is 44 today, one of the few actresses in Hollywood who literally looks half her age. She continues showing off her toned body and abs on Instagram. Okay, take a cold shower, Joe. Relax. Guy I used to like, James Franco, is 45 today. No relation to the Spanish dictator or Franco-American, the maker of SpaghettiOs. Turns out he's as much a douchebag in person as the, as the character he played on uh, Freaks and Geeks. That's when I first became aware of him. Actually, Judd is 55 today. That doesn't seem possible. 55. Well, she seems to have healed up from that horrific leg accident quite nicely. Didn't she play um, Will Wheaton's first love interest or one of the first love interests in Star Trek Next Generation? Seems like they uh, she was in an episode of Next Generation, one with the, the game. I'll have to look that up. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Indy car racer Al Unzer Jr. is 61 today. And actor Tim Curry from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Watch it while you still can, kids. He's 77 today. Not time warping like he used to. And that's all the birthdays I have for you for today. Interestingly enough, I knew a guy named Tim Curry. True story. <laughs> and uh, Actually, I, I was aware of uh, Tim Curry in my personal life before I realized there was an actor of the same name, even though Tim Curry had been out as an actor for a long time. Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, uh, the Tim Curry I know was a school teacher for a while and Last I heard, he was selling insurance. His wife was one of my uh, math teachers in uh, junior high school and high school. And uh, really missed them. I wonder what lost touch over the years, regrettably. As a matter of fact, the last time I saw Miss, Mrs. Curry was uh, the day before I became a news director at KRX. That was a long time ago. Anyway... Continue to reminisce some music here on the program as we get back into uh, the show, as it were. On this date in 1988, Sonny Bono is inaugurated as mayor of Palm Springs, California. 
Remember Johnny Carson making numerous jokes about that uh, back in the day. Also on the state in 1988, Guns N' Roses, their album, Appetite for Destruction, is certified platinum. Play a cutoff of that in just a moment. And then uh, one of the few songs I can actually tolerate from Guns N' Roses. Not a big fan of the group. I thought they were just too loud. Okay, Huey Lewis. And Summer Dreams, the story of the Beach Boys airs on ABC TV on the state in 1990. 1991, Tammy Wynette is hospitalized in St. Louis after suffering from abdominal pains. Or if that was a precursor to her cancer that later took her life. It makes me wonder. And um, Drift Off to Dream by Travis Tritt is number one in the U.S. country music charts. That was on the state in 1991. Well, uh play that track in just a little bit and then follow it up with uh, NSYNC who on the state in the year 2000 their album No Strings Attached goes gold and platinum here are the title cut off of that album so what a mix of music huh? Guns and Roses Travis Tritt and NSYNC again I defy any radio station to pull this off because none of them have the guts to do it you're in tune to the podcast that nobody listens to this is Joe Hafner's daily digital download Continuing on with the broadcast as we welcome ourselves to the jungle.
I can see you're really upset about this. I honestly think you ought to sit down calmly, take a stress pill and think things over. As I sit here surrounded by people and lights Alone with my drink at the bar You've been here forever, so clear in my mind I just don't know where you are But I know I'll find you, but girl, till I do This is my love song for you Let's hold hands on the porch swing Under the moon While the wind through the willows Plays us a tune We can lie on a blanket Out back in the yard And wish for our future On a faraway star As time after time I press your sweet lips to mine We can dance to the radio Right up till dawn Till you drift off to dream in my arms You might be hundreds Or more miles away I'd be just down the street But there'll be a hunger Deep in your eyes That I'll recognize when we meet It might take hours Or it might take years But this is the song you Let's hold hands on the porch swing Under the moon While the wind through the willows Plays us a tune We can lie on a blanket Out back in the yard And wish for our future On a faraway star And you'll feel the passion As time after time I press your sweet lips to mine We can dance to the radio Right up till dawn Till you drift off To dream in my This radio transmitter is so small 
that it can fit inside the average adult male's jockey shorts. Define average. Uh. Fielding, we're going to wire you. Not without an engagement ring, you know. Nazi carries a gun as big as a howitzer. Mr. Fielding, this is about the integrity of our courtrooms. Do you want to see the American judicial system dragged through the muck? You want to see our democratic institutions crumble at your feet while the decadent East Coast liberal intelligentsia score the biggest victory they've had since they stopped us from pushing the Reds back past the 38th parallel in Korea? <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Fielding? Are you going to help us nail Judge Watson or not?
There's NSYNC wrapping up that set of tunes for us on Joe Hafner's Daily Digital Download with no strings attached. We'll get back to the year 2000 in just a moment, but first things first, it's time for today's Top 5 List. And today's Top 5 List, the Top 5 Signs You Probably Should Find Another Doctor. All right, the Top 5 Signs You Probably Should Find Another Doctor. Here we go. Number five, the office collects the copay in spam. Number four, his degree is from the University of Hanna-Barbera. Number three, says he's tired of always seeing sick people. Number two, only prescribes aspirin and leeches. And the number one sign you probably should find another doctor, office located in the back of a dry cleaner's. And that concludes today's top five list. And time to wrap up today's edition of Joe Hafter's Daily Digital Download, D3. That's right, the podcast that nobody listens to. And what better way to do it than with a little bit of Phil Collins to take us out. In the year 2000, Phil Collins wins a royalties lawsuit against two former members of Earth, Wind, and Fire who were part of Collins' backup band on his Serious Hits Live CD. Anyway, we're going to play a track off of that one right now. His Immortal in the Air Tonight from the Sirius Tour 1990. Here's the 2019 remastered version of said song. My friends, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I'll see you tomorrow, if not sooner.
program was a presentation of the Toadslax Radio Network. For questions, comments, or suggestions regarding this or any other TSR program, look for the email address at the bottom at tinyurl.com slash toad. Gunther, go to the house. <laughs>